coaching can help you gain deeper understanding of challenges that may be holding you back. You may not realize that there are others who may be successful and operating successful businesses who share some of the same challenges that you are facing. Welcome to Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. Our program will look into the individuals and their challenges and show how the coaching process may be what they need to find the root causes of these challenges within themselves and learn to work through these challenges in order to find success. Now, here's your host, Ronald Graves. Hello. Welcome to Coaching for Real, brought to you by Poema Leadership Institute, the show that brings you real people, real challenges, and real breakthrough. Again, I'm your host, Ronald Graves, and this show is about you. Coaching for Real is on the Voice America Business Channel to help you discover your masterpiece and live into your greatness. Let's look at the word coach for just a minute. The word is used to describe a number of different people. There are sports coaches, life coaches, business coaches, performance coaches, executive coaches, and many more. Why do these people call what they do coaching? Instead of, say, teaching, or training, or leading, or consulting, or even mentoring. What do these people all have in common? Well, you see, we spent most of our lives learning from others. Through places like books, classrooms, computers, radio, television, the internet, and face-to-face conversations. And those people fill the role of teacher, author, trainer, manager, leader, consultant, mentor, and so on. And that's all good because each and every one of us should be learning and growing every day. And there's an unlimited amount of knowledge to be found all around us. But for the challenges you're currently facing in your life and in your business, there's one source of answers other than God that is far superior to what can be found in the world of knowledge. And that source is you. Let me explain. First and foremost, it's important to understand that you were created to be great. There is a masterpiece, a poema, within your DNA that is just waiting to be discovered. And that is precisely what coaching is all about. Unlike teachers, consultants, managers, and mentors, who are all very important, a coach enables you to develop a greater sense of self-awareness so you can see your challenges from an entirely new perspective, and then draw upon your internal greatness to reach the next level. You see, coaches do not bring you the answers because they know that the best answers don't come from them or from the world around you. The best answers lie within you. So let me explain our show format. Our guests are real people, business leaders, entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, just like you, with real challenges just like yours. After we introduce our guests and spend some time getting to know them and their business, most shows will feature a live coaching session designed to help our guests achieve real breakthrough, just like we all want. Our guest today is Damian Lupo. Over the last quarter century, Damian has started and owned more than 30 different companies, including an insurance agency, a precious metals firm, a venture capital company, a financial consulting firm, and more than a dozen real estate investment and development companies. Damien is a five-time author and sought-after financial consultant for accredited investors and business owners. 
using a vast knowledge of financial markets, money psychology, and pattern recognition, he's become an expert at quickly diagnosing, diagnosing hidden financial cancers with clients and their organizations and rewiring both for success. Damien's personal philosophy centers on self-responsibility and a conviction that the only path to freedom is through candor, growth, and a big vision. That big vision ideal is what drove Damien to found Total Control Financial in 2016 and design everything around 10 times growth and 10 times impact for the client, the team, and the shareholders. So welcome, Damien. Ron, it's so great to be here. Thanks for having me, my friend. You're welcome. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing really great. I'm just looking at the beautiful blue water here in Florida, and, and just it's a, an amazing time to be on this conversation and this call with you and everybody. Thank you so much for being on our show. My pleasure. Damien, would you take a few minutes and describe your journey for us? In other words, how you became a sought-after financial consultant. Yeah, Ron, I, the, the way that kind of my path, where I, how I got here, I started off just in the you know, naive and young and didn't really know anything, thought I knew a lot more than, than I did and went out there and started trying things. And that was really me leaving Alaska and, and starting out on the, in the entrepreneurs on that path where I was, I was trying to find problems to solve. And in the, in the beginning, that was an insurance company. And, and it moved into the real estate world where I was solving the problem of home ownership and finding creative ways to help people get into homes that otherwise wouldn't be able to be a homeowner. And so it, it ended up being a, a series of, uh, of businesses. The big one was the real estate, and that's really where I cut my teeth and learned what, what I needed to really understand finance, money, psychology by making massive amounts of mistakes and, and finding um, – a, a way to to show up more uh, more authentically and more transparent after having my ego drive a ship for a, a decade and, and realizing that that was not the, the right way to do it or the most impactful way to make a difference that I had to let that go and start asking better questions and it was it was really through the execution the the doing things and then developing the emotional intelligence around that that I am where I am today. And it wasn't easy, and it was definitely a painful process because I don't think we can really know anything until we've we've gone through that process. And there's just no life hack or shortcut to that. And so over the last 15 years, it's been a series of, of businesses and and learning by being in the middle of things. Uh, definitely not an academic thing, more of a, a kinesthetic, experiential type of process. And that's that's really what's led to to me being here today after basically blowing things up, learning through the experience of cataclysmic mistakes and then acknowledging the, the point of transformation was really acknowledging my responsibility and, and taking responsibility for everything. That's where that shift came. And that's, that's where I, I, I got, that's how I got to where I am today and, and able to do the work that I do with people. It's having gone through it and then owning all of it and, and letting go of the blame and the justification for anything that's ever happened. Uh, great advice for everybody. Uh, I'm a big believer that you learn more from uh, you can learn more from your failures or mistakes than you can from your successes. It sounds like you know you've been there. Yeah, it's. It, I, I totally agree with you. It's that. That's where the juice is, and it's 
it's it's like when we were in school and there's this this big push for making the, getting all the answers the, the correct ones and i really feel like we learn so much more by by the things that we screw up and we if we ask the question okay what happened and what's what what really what's going on what did i miss there's something emotional about that experience and so it, if we can embrace that and not look at that as failure and instead learning look at that as the universe giving us an opportunity for growth then we start to embrace and we start to move faster instead of thinking we need to get everything right and never make a mistake, which is really a really it's a sad way of living because we really don't grow that way. True. I like that. Now, you're a five-time author. So can you, can you tell us what inspired you to start writing? Ron, the, the thing that, that triggered me the first time about five years into the real estate career that I had where I was investing and, and building that company I, I was I realized I was making a lot of mistakes that other my colleagues and people in the real estate investment world were making, and I thought this is there's two things that I need to do. One, I really want to be able to share and teach other people and give them what I've learned, so that maybe they, they won't make the same mistakes. Because I saw a lot of people making very similar mistakes, and I thought this is kind of a silly thing that we're all writing the same checks for the same mistakes. So let's at least try to find up to find some unique mistakes that we can learn from. And, and the other thing is, I thought, if I'm going to move past these things, I need to really put it out there and, and be transparent and, and put it in front of me so that I can learn from these. If I don't put them in black and white, I'm likely to do very similar things in the future. And when you write really big checks for mistakes, you start thinking, maybe I just want to do this once and not like over and over again. Good advice. That's great. Um, so you've got all this written material and you decide you know, to put it in some kind of a format and publish it or whatever. How do you, how do you go from all the stuff on paper to actually publishing and, and even getting this material out to your target market so you can help people? Well, so this is, this is one of the funny things about writing a book in the beginning. It seemed like a great idea, and I, I wrote the book, and I designed the cover. And anybody that wants to look at a really, really bad cover, you can look up my, my first book, Maverick Mistakes in Real Estate, and you can say, wow, that is the worst cover I've ever seen. And I would agree. It's terrible. And so I did that, and then I, I started asking questions, you know, how to, how, the question you just asked. And, and there's all these resources that are out there once you start to ask the right question. And that's usually the hiccup. Like, what question do we ask? And, and so when I asked that question, I was able to find resources for companies that would publish it or they would, they would print it. And then I, I got a hold of Amazon, and they're the big 800-pound gorilla, and was able to figure out how to drop all my books there. And, and that was, it's funny because that seems like a lifetime ago. Nowadays, there's an entire system within Amazon where you can say, I want to write a book. And if you've got some material, you can essentially plug into their system on CreateSpace and they'll walk you through the entire system. And it's almost plug and play. It's a wild time for us to be able to generate content and, and share the best of who we are in that type of, in that format and in that system. And then, so that's what I've done recently with the previous three, four books was I went and plugged into that system and then they were able to print and, and uh, deliver those books without me having to have the brain damage of publishers and, and all the other stuff that used to be really, really important and actually required. Oh, great. I like that. So I'm going to switch gears just a little bit now. Um, let's talk, let's focus on total control financial. And I've, so I'm looking at your materials. I see this term or concept or whatever you want to call it called the green and red arrows of wealth and poverty. Can you walk us through that? 
Yeah, the, the green and red arrows, if, if you think about what you see on the news and, and whatever news we're talking about, whether it's CNN or CNBC or NBC or whatever, there's always we, – we typically will see some type of arrows talking about the markets. And when people see those, because the majority of the population has their money tied up in the, in the Wall Street system – their wealth is determined by what happens in, uh, in the stock market. And so at the end of the day, we, we look at the news and we see a green arrow, and, and the newscaster says, today the market was up 27 points. And we see this green arrow and we think, ah, excellent, I'm richer today than I was yesterday. And I'm also nervous because tomorrow it might be a down red arrow. And if it's a red arrow today, I think oh, I've, I've lost money. And we start to contract, and there's this sense of scarcity, like my wealth is less and I need to be more – I, I need to, it, there's a scarcity emotion that takes over. And so the wealth factor with these arrows is we, there's no real freedom. We're addicted to seeing what's going on in the market. And, and so we never really have the sense of peace and calm and control because we have no ability to influence what's going on there. We just look at these arrows and we feel wealthier or poorer based on some newscaster. Even in silence, we see a green arrow or a red arrow and it completely messes with us. Almost sounds like to me that we're you're on a uh, a roller coaster ride in pitch darkness. It's exactly what it feels like to me too. And then, and the people that that I've worked with over the years that have had this experience, including my own parents, I remember being with people in relationship with them where I'm hearing and feeling what they're going through. And it's exactly what you just said. It's a roller coaster, and it's really in the dark. No idea what's coming up. Anxiety around what around what that might be the timing of what it's going to look like. It's a complete mess and there's no ability to have any influence on it, which is why I hate it so much. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, it's not a ride I want to take, but, uh, no. <laughs> so another thing I'm curious about, and that's this thing, EQRP, or I guess I'll call it eCorp. Um, what is it and what, what can that do for our listeners? Ron, the, the EQRP is the empowered qualified retirement plan. And uh, the, the listener that it has, say, a 401k or an IRA has some type of, of tax-deferred or tax-advantaged vehicle. What the EQRP is all about, it gives people control. So when we think about retirement plans like an IRA or a 401k, typically we're thinking, all right, I've got some, I've got some money. It's going to be available when I'm 60, and it's in the mutual funds, and hopefully it all, it'll, it'll be bigger, and I'll be able to do something, and I'll have some financial security. This is the hope or the dream or the – I call it smoking hopium when we have this illusion around the future and what it's going to be like because of a 401k. It, the EQRP gives, gives you the ability to take control of your money, pull it out of Wall Street, get it out of Wall Street jail, and it puts it in your hands so that the moment you decide you don't want to be in, on that roller coaster anymore, you can move it into your hands, and five days later you can say, I want to have control, I've got it in my hands, and a day or two later you could literally be holding physical gold or be buying real estate or doing something that you control, that you influence, you're no longer on the roller coaster and it's a massively empowering thing for people to do. And we give them the vehicle to do it. Very interesting. We got a couple minutes before our break. I want you to, I want to get back to that topic for just a minute, but um, before we go into the break uh, for the next two minutes, can you just talk briefly about the word retirement, your philosophy or your, what it comes to mind when, when that word comes up. Yeah, every time I hear the word retirement, what, it, what comes to mind is, is someone saying I'm done. And it, it reminds me of, of how retirement really came to be. And it was all about retiring vehicles or retiring things that were no longer of use. 
And so if, it, if, if equipment is done, it, we retire it. And in the industrial age, retirement meant that somebody was really done being useful. So we took them out of the industrial, the factory or, or whatever they were doing. And, and they were essentially put out to pasture. I mean, let, this is what it was. Eventually that evolved and we said, okay, at, at a certain age, you're going to be retired and you're going to be done. And people thought, great, that means I, I get some time to go do the things I really want to do. My philosophy is, is in alignment with how I feel the universe treats this. They say if a human being says I'm retired and I'm done, then the universe is going to be done promoting and supporting and conspiring with somebody. And that's why people on average, men in the United States, die three years after they retire because they're, they're done engaging and they're done contributing. And if we're done contributing, we're really done being a part of, of the, the system that supports us. And so the idea of retirement is really saying I'm done living in a lot of ways. And my idea is that really, if we're going to be living, let's live the entire time. Let's engage. If we don't like what we're doing work-wise, let's go find something we do enjoy so that we're not thinking, how can I get out of this? People that love what they do aren't looking for retirement. They're, they're, they're retiring into their thing right now, and they're going to do it until they drop dead because they love it so much. It, it's playtime. So the, the question is, what do you love? And if you don't love what you're doing, then maybe something else is, is what you should be doing instead of thinking how many more years or decades until I get to go do the thing I really want and, and retire. Good. All right. Now we're approaching our first commercial break. When we turn two things, uh, first of all, I'm going to go back to the EQRP for just a minute and ask Damien another question that's just come to mind. And then we'll begin our coaching session shortly after that. So stay tuned. Back in a couple of minutes, you're listening to Coaching for Real on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Imagine a relationship where you're asked to think rather than being told what to think. A relationship that is focused on your potential, not your performance. This is coaching, a designed alliance where the single purpose is achieving your intended outcome. Discover that what lies behind you and what lies before you are trivial matters compared to what lies within you. Understand that your current realities do not define your potential. They are merely your current awareness of your potential. Become your own hero. Your greatest possibilities lie beneath your current level of self-awareness, waiting to be discovered. Choose to live into the greatness that God created for you. Discover the magnitude of what's within you so you can conquer the magnitude of what surrounds you. Your coach is passionate about helping you achieve your masterpiece at RonaldGraves.com. Again, that's RonaldGraves.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is 
Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also choose to send an email to ronald at ronaldgraves.com. Now, back to Coaching for Real. Welcome back. We're with Damian Lupo, founder of Total Control Financial. The company designs everything around 10 times growth and 10 times impact for the client, the team, and the shareholders. Now, before we went on break, Damian had talked about the EQRP and the ability to kind of jump off the Wall Street roller coaster and move your 401k and other investments that are tied to the uh, to the stock market into other into other places, basically. And I, I, I want a question that's come to my mind is, what about the tax implications of taking money out of your 401k and using it for other things? Can you discuss that with us for a couple minutes? Yeah, Ron, it's a great question, and I, and I think everybody should be asking that whenever there's a, a suggestion for doing something different, especially in a in a 401k or an IRA. What what is what's the hammer going to be with the IRS? And and that's one of the coolest things about the EQRP. When you move your money over to it, there's no there's no tax penalty, there's no tax consequences. It's a tax free penalty free rollover. So all of your money that was there is now in your hands, in your control, and you're not paying any type of tax or anything at all. It's still within the qualified vehicle. So it's it's a very, it's an amazing way to take control of it. Unfortunately, because most people don't know about this, they the most common thing people have done is they pull their money out of a 401k, take the penalty, hit, have the tax, the whole deal. And then they start investing it when, if they realized that they could do, they could have all of it, they could roll it into an EQRP and, and we could give them that power without getting hit by the IRS. It's, it's an amazing thing. And, and unfortunately people don't know about it primarily because there's not a lot of fees from wall street that, that they can tap into by this whole process. So they're not going to really tell people about it, but we are. Oh, you hit the nail on the head right there. Yeah, the incentive for uh, letting the world know about it. That's right. Excellent. All right. Now, begin, before we begin the coaching session, which is coming up next, I need to explain a couple of things. Um, first of all, coaching engagements are a very personal and very confidential. I protect the information discussed during my one-on-one coaching sessions with the strictest confidence. However, since this is a public session, I will honor Damien by using a different approach than I would in a private session. I will focus on Damien's strengths, those things that set him and his organization apart from the rest of the field. This approach is referred to as appreciative inquiry. If at any time Damien feels uncomfortable answering a particular question that I ask, he has the right to decline. Oh, and one last thing. In the coaching client partnership, The client, in this case, Damien, is in control. He must give me, as his coach, permission to coach him. So, Damien, do I have permission to begin the coaching session? Yes, Ron, you sure do. Thank you. Damien, now it seems like everywhere you look, there's a financial consultant standing there around the corner or in your face or wherever it might be, just waiting for you to trust him or her with your or our money for that matter. So what's different about you and your company, Total Control Financial? Ron, the the thing that that stands out that's different with us, and the reason that people haven't heard about what we do compared to financial advisors, 
is, is that we aren't actually holding anybody's money. They get to continue holding it. And it's not a function or a matter of us being trusted by them to do something with their money where they are turning it over. We're actually giving them the vehicle so that they are in charge because we believe in their ability to do what's best for them more than we do thinking that we're, we know better than they do. And, and so we do that differently. Financial advisors, their model is all about assets under management. It's called AUM, and, and they get a fee for doing whatever they do, whether they make money or lose money for their client. It's always profitable to them. With us, it doesn't matter if the person makes $100 million or 100000 We have the same fee for setting things up. So it's a very different model. And it's about a long-term engagement with a relationship where we're educating people. Our model is about education and not just about managing assets and churning through the fees. It sounds to me like a complete total turnaround. I mean, a 180-degree um, shift from the normal financial consultant where, where you give them control of your money with your input, obviously. But now I'm in total control of my money or my listener is. With your, you know, with your advice. That's exactly right. It is. It's it's turning the whole model on its head. And even though there are a lot of companies that are looking for ways to reinvent the idea of financial advising, they're all essentially doing the same thing, which is keeping people's money in their hands and and investing with paper assets. These are the bonds and the stocks and the mutual funds because they're easy to to pull fees from. And I don't believe in that. Fundamentally, I believe people are going to do what's in their best interest. And if they're engaged and in control and feel like they're totally responsible, I think they're going to have a far better result. And I simply don't believe in me winning and someone else losing. I don't believe in that type of relationship. So I want to do everything I can to support them in winning. And that means they have to be responsible for the outcome and be engaged in the game. So... Damien, where did you come up with this this concept? If it's this unique, uh, how did it come to your how did it come to your, I guess your your awareness, so to speak? This was it was an accident. I think like a lot of amazing things in our lives, it it showed up because a client of mine with with my precious metals company. So I was selling, and I still sell gold and silver, and and somebody said I want to use my retirement money to buy gold, and I said great. I don't know how that works. And so it was, it was an accident where he said he wanted to do something that I didn't know was even possible. And when I researched it, I dug in and realized, oh, you can do this. And what, what I learned was that there were, there were firms out there that were doing some similar things that were setting up these similar type of plans where people could start investing with control in alternative assets like precious metals, like gold, and in real estate and things. And I thought, that's really cool. And, and I didn't really do anything because I was focused elsewhere. And then... Uh, about a year ago, I thought there is an opportunity here to really challenge Wall Street and to really empower people in a big way. And that's where the, the, that's where the engagement really happened, where I built the team and, and went full force into delivering this and showing up and sharing it because simply most people haven't heard of it. So that was, that's where it came from. Great. Um, you know, when you start something this, I guess I would say revolutionary or unusual or kind of a new idea, you always run into those people who say it can't be done. There's just no way. So did, did you come up against any um, resistance from, I don't know, your inner in circle or your friends or the, you know, the people in your industry? 
Well, fortunately, I think a lot of people that know me that I shared this with looked at me and they, they know I'm a little bit on the edge. I'm on the fringe. So maybe a little crazy in their mind. And they, they like that about me. And they know that I'm going to go find the things that push the edge, the envelope. On the other side, the people that don't know me that well, I, there was a lot of that type of feedback. And, they, and one of the pushbacks was people aren't going to, they're, they're, they're not going to feel comfortable. They're, they're not going to have the confidence and maybe a lot of people are too busy or they, this is probably not a good idea. You want to, you want to have people invest and they don't even know how, they don't know anything, anything about investing. And so this doesn't seem like a good idea. Financial advisors should be in the equation. So there was definitely a lot of that thinking when I, when I first started sharing this with bigger and bigger circles. Well, we, we have investors out there. How, how do you, how do you convince these people that, that this is really possible? Because it's it's something that's, like you say, it's outside of their awareness, which it was outside of your awareness as well. Um, how, how do you tell them, hey, you know, you can really do this, and they believe it? Well, there, so there, there's a phase that people go through. The beginning, there's this complete, uh, this, this like, I don't think this is real, or I don't believe in this because I've never heard of it. And then they move into the really annoyed phase where they, they go, well, now I get it, and they – and part of them getting it is looking at what we have in front of them, which is the book that I wrote on this with a tax attorney. And they go, okay, I get it. And I understand that I don't know about this because Wall Street doesn't want me to take my assets out of their books, off their books. And then they move into a place where they're really excited to do it and they wish they did it 10 years ago. So the, the initial part of that, though, is, is just getting them over the disbelief that it's even possible. For a lot of people, there's this fear that if they were to take over control of their of their money, they'd make a mistake. And so they don't feel the confidence. And, and so my job is to constantly reinforce the fact that if somebody's committed to learning and growing, they can do this. They can be smart enough to do better than, than the broker, the, the financial experts that are floating around making commissions and, and making sales, not really advising oftentimes. And so that's, that is a challenge. It's a challenge of confidence. It's it's really believing in people before they even have a chance to, to believe in themselves. That's it, just amazing. You're, you're kind of, you know, debunking the myth. If it's too good to be true, you know, it isn't. And then you're, it's almost sounding to me like it is too good to be true. So, you know, you, and at first I'm not going to believe it. And that's, so that whole too good to be true, you know, doesn't fly here. No, and it, it comes up all it comes up all the time. The the idea that this it seems like this there's it's uh, like people will say um, there's a lot of cons out there. There's a lot of snake oil. There's a lot of just things that seem too good to be true. And the idea that you could actually do things and be in control and not get feed and and design your own future instead of having a, a future by default, you could be by design. It seems so far removed from what we know and from what we've been taught and what we have in terms of our practice over decades. So it is like reinventing the idea around money, finance, control, and designing a future. So it, it's, it's a challenge. I mean, I, I won't lie. It is, it is not easy because we're going against conventional wisdom and a very, very big, powerful machine. Okay. Well, you, besides that, you, you know, you're relatively new. I, you know, when we're reading the bio, it, you found it in 2016. So it's very new. What, so you're off the ground. What strategies um, have you used up to now to, to get this this message to your target market? A couple of the things that we do is is we share what we're doing on with with media, and and that's with 
things like the the radio shows and the podcasts and and going to people that have influencers that um, where they've they've got groups and and we're sharing what we're doing with them so that as an authority they can share with other people that are already going to trust what they say so there's we're essentially convincing someone to dig into us and verify it and then we're we're leveraging from their connection with their their tribes and, and their people. And so that's a big part of this because if, if we try to sell, if we do conventional selling like I've done for many years, if, if I'm just selling based on objections and closings and everything and it's not based on relationship, it be, it's a thousand times harder. It's one, it's one of the reasons that relationship is one of our key six values that we decide and base everything we do on because relationship selling is really not even selling. It's just connecting and solving problems with somebody in harmony and it's not a conflict. All right. You mentioned the word influencers. I want to, I want to look at that a little bit deeper. Um, so do, do these, in, I mean, don't they have something to lose? I mean, I mean, if you say if, if these people have a big influence over others, is it, is it in their financial best interest to, um, to introduce you or to bring your concept to their, to their people? Yeah, it, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge risk for any influencer that has a trusted relationship with a group to bring anybody outside into that, their circle and to share anything because if they're wrong, then they lose, they, they start to break down that, that trust that they have, that people will follow them and, and really that they have, I mean, that's the most important thing that we have is the trust with people that are following us. And so that's why it's so important for these people to be really considerate of, of what relationship they get involved with. And it's one of the coolest things about where we're at and what we stand for is it's about transparency. So a couple of our values are transparency transparency and candor. And so everything is open. Everything is up front. We don't operate like a Wall Street firm where everything is behind the curtain and you don't really know what's going on. And so when influencers are looking at what we're doing, they can investigate me, they can investigate the company, they can dig in and all they're going to come up with is exactly what we've put out there. There's no mystery. And it gives them a level of comfort so that they can share what we're doing and know that their that their their tribe and their people are going to be in good hands and the relationship will not be harmed. It'll actually be enhanced. All right. So in order to, you know, reach a broader audience, you have to find more influencers. So how are you what what strategies are you using to, to reach these people that that you call influencers? It's one of the most complicated things. I, I say this kind of tongue in cheek. It's, it's just it's asking people. So whenever I'm talking with one person that may be an influencer, it, it doesn't take much talking to one. And, and and when they understand who I am and what what this is and they get it and they, they want to support my next question is, who can you introduce me to that I can share this with? Because if you'll introduce me to that person, they're more likely to open up and, and listen instead of and feeling like I'm trying to sell something. So it's, it's constantly asking the question. It's not being afraid to say, I've got something really great and I really want to help people and this is important and will you help me? I mean, that's, it, it maybe seems crazy to, to say that's, a, that's the strategy, but I, I, I feel like when people are genuinely asking for help in growing something and reaching people and influencing in a positive way, People are happy to do that. They want to help. That's a great strategy. I've, I've uh, heard that before and, and use it to some degree myself. But uh, I'm going to go back to the question now. You've got where do you find the influence? How, you said you ask people. Well, how do you find people to ask? So one of the things that I'll do is, is I go to LinkedIn and I go to, to podcasts and I, I ask people that 
that have shows, either I ask them directly or I just start figuring out how I can support somebody with whatever they're doing. And I, I'll start connecting. So if I've got two people in mind that I think could support each other or one person could help the other one, I'll find ways to connect people. It's one of the most powerful, easiest ways to to have someone look at you differently. If you're finding ways to support them by networking, connecting other people with them, then then they go, you know what, you're there's something different about you. You're not just trying to get a piece of me. You're really willing to put yourself out there and, and find something that will help me be better or make my life easier. So I'll use, I'll use LinkedIn. I'll, I'll reach out to people that have, I'll just show up at events. I mean, that's showing up is 90% of success in my mind. And if you show up at an, at an event where people tend to show up that are influencers and you have something of value, a connection, a network or something, and you hand it to them and, and you just want to say thanks with that, it goes so far beyond any type of pitch you could ever give. Okay. Let me ask you, you know, like you say, you're less than a year into this now. Um, how, where are you at as far as growing your business and having the contacts you need and getting the influencers lined up in relationship to where you expected to be, say a year ago, this time last year? It's a, it's a great question. We are, the plans, to, it's fun to, to start businesses and have plans, and then you realize there's reality. and A million things you would have never even thought of show up. And, and so we're, we're way off in a different direction than we thought originally with some of this stuff. Numbers are completely different from what we thought. Um, it's, it's different, and we're still heading in the general same direction, although some of the things we, we didn't realize would be as big of a deal. For example, communicating with people through podcasts and channels like that and, and the power of social media, we were thinking that we were going to be on different forms of, of using different forms of advertising, and we're not using them at all. And, and one of the things that I think happens all the time is, is sales and actual revenue is slower than we anticipated. And, and so that's, it's, a, it's a real struggle for, for us, for, for businesses in general, to think that they're going to have revenue faster than they have it and be able to continue going most businesses that fail, typically the most common thing is they run out of capital. And we knew that we could be wrong and we probably would be wrong. So we made sure that we were capitalized enough to be able to sustain our, our journey. That was definitely something that we had to adjust the planning on. And I think a lot of people get in a lot of trouble because they, they think things are going to happen a lot faster. They take 10 times longer and they cost 10 times more than we ever expect. So it's, it's a good lesson in general to expect that. Good. So we've we've actually approached our last commercial break, I was so, you know, engrossed in what you were saying and how you were, you know, the story you were telling, I almost forgot to get to the commercial. So when we return, we'll continue our coaching session. I've got more questions for Daniel. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Coaching for Real on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Imagine a relationship where you're asked to think rather than being told what to think. A relationship that is focused on your potential, not your performance. This is coaching 
A design alliance where the single purpose is achieving your intended outcome. Discover that what lies behind you and what lies before you are trivial matters compared to what lies within you. Understand that your current realities do not define your potential. They are merely your current awareness of your potential. Become your own hero. Your greatest possibilities lie beneath your current level of self-awareness. Waiting to be discovered. Choose to live into the greatness that God created for you. Discover the magnitude of what's within you so you can conquer the magnitude of what surrounds you. Your coach is passionate about helping you achieve your masterpiece at RonaldGraves.com. Again, that's RonaldGraves.com. If you are in the sales field or maybe don't even know that you are, you need a plan to be successful. Every day we are engaged in business and don't even realize that it all comes down to sales. We all have something to say and need to motivate others to the same way of thinking. Sales Execution Optimization, the new SEO, is the show that gets you thinking and speaking whatever the product or service. Host Bill Bush will give you the tips you need to succeed. Listen every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. is Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also choose to send an email to ronald at ronaldgraves.com. Now, back to Coaching for Real. Hello, welcome back. We're here with Damien, Damien Lupo, and we have a few minutes left in our coaching session, and like I said, he was he, it was a great, great second uh, segment there in our show where uh, Damien uh, did a great job in, in giving us kind of his business plan and how it's working out. But he, he said a couple of things I want to I want to go back and focus on a little bit. Number one, he said he's he's, you know, you're, you're kind Damien, you're kind of, you know, using one medium. In other words, you're using the social media platform. You said you haven't even gone to doing any other any other advertising or any other that and then but yet your sales are a little bit under what you said they were so do you think they're what else can you think of that you think might be maybe something you haven't looked at yet or uh, um, something that could not only give you this uh, market but maybe uh, find another one in a different direction one of the things that, that genuinely it, it, I mean it terrifies me and when I do it it's it's one of those sweaty palm events is is being out with, with large groups and, and I've done it a few times and I know that there is a very powerful relationship that gets built when, when you share in front of someone in a group, it's, it's, it's who I want to go connect with is the, the people that are sharing up front. And, and so it's been limited and there's a huge opportunity and it's me moving through that, that fear of doing it or, or being willing to stretch and show up. And, and so that's, that'll, to me, that's a big part of, of the, the add-on and and where we take this is being in front of, of larger groups and showing up at that level because it really shifts into a world-class performance instead of just hiding behind maybe a screen or or, or a snazzy website. And that's, I mean, it's, it's a little terrifying. It's not something that comes naturally to me, and I haven't done a ton of it, but I, I know that there's there's something that, that can be transformational about that happening. And so that's that's what I would say it'd be it'd be the thing to add on and focus on. 
Well, I'm going to make a comment before I come my next question, which has just come to mind. That is, you know, if I was, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here now behind a microphone, you know, asking you questions and listen to you talk. But, but if I was sitting in an audience and you're on stage, you know, this would be powerful. I mean, at this, I might be going, whoa, where do I buy your book? Are you selling books in the back of the room or, you know, what are you doing? But I, so I think that would be exciting myself. And, you know, but I, what would be the first step? Let me, let's think through this, you know, kind of what you would call the terror barrier or whatever you've got here. Think through actually presenting this before an audience. What, what would be the, what would be the different options to getting this to that, that kind of an audience, that message? I think the first thing that I need to do is, is get really clear on who are the people that have the audiences that I'm speaking to. It's not the entire population. And, and then either reaching out directly or, like I I'd said before, the idea that, that connecting them with someone else or asking for help from someone else that knows them and, and saying, this is I'd like to share what I have with, with your people. It's getting clear about who those people are. It's not every audience. It's, it's a narrow group of people that are paying attention and want to know what it is I'm sharing and what I have to share. So forming that up and then finding the, the ways to connect with them because most of those people I probably won't have a direct connection with, but it's likely I've got somebody that I'm connected to, whether it's on LinkedIn or, or with some of the very powerful centers of influence where I can reach out and say, who do you know that might have this connection to this person? And it's narrow. It's not a thousand different people that I'm trying to connect with their tribes. It's, it's a small group, and it's, it's getting the momentum and traction there. It's, it's starting with that. It's, it's saying who are the top five or ten, and, and then building, building the momentum. Okay. Um, so who, who would be your audience? Who, who, who is your perfect audience? If you say you're up on a stage and you've got you know, a couple hundred people out there, who would they be? It's, it's the people that are at a seminar on, on a Saturday. They're, they're looking for some way to take control of their, of their money and their future. And they're, they're not just wandering idly through life. They're out listening and paying attention and investing their time in, in growth, in personal development. They're, they're not willing to have their future look like their past. They want their future to be brighter than their past. And so they're paying attention to people that have that vision. And, and so it's, it's that mindset. It's a, it's a 10 X thinking type of mindset. And that's who I want to be in front of because they get it. They're not fighting, trying to hold on to the past. They're looking for something bigger. Okay. So where do these people go? Where do they go to gather? They, they go, they go to gather at conferences that are outside of corporate functions. They go, they go to places where the, the weekend seminars or the, the personal development things that we see in the newspapers or on radio shows, that's where they show up there because there's a message of something, something brighter. And, and so, um, I mean, they're, they're everywhere. And it's, it's a question of, of where, do, where do we want to focus? Do we want to be everywhere or do we want to be in, in certain areas? Do we want to be in one state or do we want to scatter and, and, and be kind of scattered all over the place? So um, it's, it's, there's, a, there's a small group of people that I can go to now and, and, and start there and then allow that to organically grow instead of just shooting out into the, the woods and hoping something lands. It's, it's narrowly focusing on, on the low-hanging fruit, if you will, the people that I do know that have audiences that are focused on personal development and, and inspiring messages and then connecting with them to start. 
All right. So you've got a small group of people that, that you sort of have targeted. What, you know, what kind of is your time frame for reaching out to them? And then what, once you do reach out to them, what is it your, what's your message to them? The, so the, the time frame for doing that for this core group, and let's, let's say it's, it's the, the top five people I can think of that I want to, I want to share in front of that's to me, that's, that's the next 60 days. That's, that's enough time to, to find out how to connect with them or physically show up and, and spend time with them and connect. And the message is there's something that you're, the people that are paying attention to you will gain by listening to what I have to share and they will feel better off. They will be better off with their money and their future by paying attention to this. And it's not a message that they've heard before. So it's a unique thing. It's not just a churn of somebody else's. It's not a spin. It's totally unique. And it's going to give them a piece that they're missing that they need to know exists for most of them. It's probably going to be a really good fit for them to actually have control and, and live in the driver's seat and not in the trunk of their life. Okay. So by the end of February, for instance, by March 1st, you will have talked to this top five small group. Is that, is that what you're telling me? Yeah. So that by the end of, end of February, the, the outcome would be that I've had a conversation or physically met with, with each of these five people and had a, a clear dis discussion on what I would like to see happen, how I can contribute to, to them and to their, their group so that it's crystal clear in their mind what I have to offer. It's not just an email I sent out that didn't have a response or a call that didn't, didn't get answered. It's physically having their eyeballs and their attention and sharing what it is we're doing. Okay. So once you've talked to these people, let's say that um, you've got a couple of them that say, all right, I'm ready. What's next? How do you, how do you get to the next, next step? Is, yeah, the, the next is, is asking when we can, let's pick a, a date for, for sharing what this is that we're doing and, and presenting to, to their people. And so that my, my thinking would be that we would do that over the, over the next three to four months, whenever there was that opportunity for the gatherings, the seminars, the workshops, the, the, the shows, whatever they have, plugging it in so it's not so far out that it's maybe going to happen and it's, it's not, there's not so much pressure that I need them to do something in a week. So it, it's, it seems like a fitting time over three or four months to pick that date and then make sure I understand what I can do in terms of delivering value with whatever message would resonate best with their people and give them what we're doing and speak to them in their language. So it would, it would give me the time to, to develop that message for their people so that it, was, it, it landed uh, with the most impact. Okay. So we've gotten to that step. Now, where, you know, where does the um, fear enter in? Now you've, got, you've gotten this far now, and I don't, I, don't, I don't hear any fear in your voice. Where, where does the actual fear you know, come in? This is, this is part of the 10x thinking. This is part of the, the big thinking and going all out and going all in. And, and the, the little voice in the back of my mind remembers when I went all in 10 years ago. And when I went all in and, and the market blew up and I lost everything and I had people that lost a lot with me and the, the hate and, and the upset that was there, the, that was directed at me and the pain that I felt with that is, is, it's familiar enough. It's not stopping me, but I do remember it. I've got the scar tissue. And so going all in, I know that there's that risk where things don't work. And having had the experience, there's a little bit of fear that, that people could get hurt because something fails and that it's not, it's not a fun experience. So I'm doing that. I'm doing this in spite of that. 
and okay. and it's worth it. So we've got about two minutes left here. What? Tell me in in, in that period, in that short time, what's different between this opportunity and that opportunity? The difference today is that everything I'm doing is based on these six key values that I I drive, I drive every every answer to every question, every person that I'm engaged with, whether it's a joint venture or if it's somebody that I'm even communicating with, everything is based on those six values of the 10X and the transparency, the candor relationship. And it, that makes it easy to figure out what my next step is in terms of, am I going to do this with this person? Am I going to choose this path? I'm not just shooting from the hip and it's not just an emotional decision. It's a mission and it's a values-based decision, which didn't exist 10 years ago. It's night and day. So what you're telling me now is in the back of your mind, you remember when it blew up, but this is totally different, night and day. Is that yeah, what I'm hearing you say? Years ago, yeah, exactly. Ten years ago, it yeah. was a decision of how could, I, how could I have a hedonistic big experience and it'd be a lot of fun today, but I wasn't basing it on am I in relationship? Is that the driver? Back then, it was just a okay. feeling in the moment and it was not very long term. So those type okay. of things are, are totally different. Sounds fantastic to me. All right, we're starting to come to our close here of our show. We got a couple minutes left. I want to. Um, this concludes our coaching session. I would love to have gone on because I've got more questions for Damien, but we're out of time. So, this session lasted about thirty minutes, including the commercial break. Had this been a private coaching session, it would have lasted anywhere from forty-five to ninety minutes, depending on the client, and would have proceeded from beginning to end uninterrupted, no commercial break. So, Damien, it's been a sincere pleasure having you as our guest today on Coaching for Real. I'm really excited about what you had to say. How can how can our listeners contact you or get more information on, you know, Total Control Financial and all that you're doing? Well, first off, Ron, thanks for, for going through this process. I think this has been awesome, and, and I appreciate what you do. Uh, if, if people that want to reach out and learn more about this can, can visit TotalControlFinancial.com reach out I get a copy of, of the book on the EQRP. You can find me on Amazon with my other books and you can also find me on Twitter and Facebook or LinkedIn the, to, to see what we're digging into and what we're sharing in terms of the control. Definitely visit us at TotalControlFinancial.com and I would love to hear from people that are listening, especially the ones that are engaging in coaching and, and transformation of their lives based on design and not so much default anymore. Very good. Very good. Thank you very much. Now, if you've been thinking, those of you out there in the audience, you know, this coaching for real, for real people, real challenges and real breakthrough. If you've been thinking about engaging in the services of a business coach, let me know. If you think you might be interested in possibly becoming a coach, let me know. If you are an entrepreneur or a business leader and like to be a guest on this show, as Damien was, um, let me know as well. Send me your comments, questions and anything else that may be on your mind. I even welcome criticism and suggestions. This show is about you. I want to hear from you, the positive and the constructive. Once again, that email address to reach me is ronald at ronaldgraves.com. It has been my sincere pleasure to add value to you through Coaching for Real. May the Lord bless you and keep you until we meet again. Good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to Coaching for Real today. Be sure to join Ronald Graves again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again very soon.